Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter. Let's talk just a little bit about the Super Bowl before we, or we get could talk about how here. good we look for a minute, right? Oh, I mean, I get so used to it, but today is a particular high water mark, I must say. <laughs> we so first of all, That's a good point. Got my haircut at a Compass Barbershop, <laughs> so uh, very trim. If you need, if you need any haircut, especially the beards, guys, you know, if you can have a big burly beard, you got to take care of it though. And don't do what I did in the summer. Don't shave it all off and then go Fourth of July. Gracious. I mean. My my lady friend was like, what did you do to yourself? I don't know if I can even go to the barbecue with you. So go to Cubs Barbershop right there by the Roxy on the hip strip. Let Zach or Smalls take care of you. They're great. But then you and I this afternoon. We did uh, something that I'm, I'm so happy to have done. And we'll tell you more about it later on. But we went to Kind- Kindred Skin and Soul, yep. which is a spa right downtown on Front Street, and we each had facials. And a tease for everybody out there, guys especially, I know that you have not gotten your lady a Valentine's Day That's gift. Right. So go down there, and you can get, if you just buy them a gift card, it, it is an option for everything. A massage, nails, mani, pedi, facial, whatever. We experienced facials, and it was great, and you were glowing. I am glowing. In fact, I put glowing and warmth as my goals for my skincare goals, and when I filled out the online form that they have for you right there, uh, this may come as a shock to me. This is not my first facial. Well, your, your wife I've, works I've, in uh, cosmetology. Right. Cosmet- and so here's the thing. Now, I know that the, the, the gentleman, which is the majority of who we're talking to right now, uh, you know, are just, you know, they're not having it, especially in Montana with the facials. And I know our friends out there on the eastern side of the state are just throwing things at the television right now. And that's fine. But don't knock it till you've done it. You go in there and you get yourself laid out. They put the steam on you. You start, you got a little kind of shoulder massage, head, scalp massage, hammers. Let me tell you something. 
you, you can be as tough as you want to be. Pleasure is pleasure, my friends. Yeah. Okay? So just, I mean, go go ahead and have yourself a facial or whatever you want, but certainly you want to you know, do right by your significant other. You go down there and you get your, get a facial for Valentine's. So stay tuned because we have a giveaway coming up the next couple of weeks to help you out for all you guys that are too lazy to go get your girl a gift. We're going to give away some gift cards from Kindred Skin and Soul. And uh, even if you don't win the gift card, go on down there and get one because it's, right on it's, fr- a, it's right a great on front street. It's a great present. Just and, and the last thing about our thing, you know, I hate talking about how I look because it's my least good feature, but got my tooth fixed. Congratulations. Moving on, Super Bowl time. We'll talk more about the tooth later on because we need to get into this Super Bowl talk before yeah. Jan Senator joins us here in about seven, eight minutes. I'm very happy you've got now all of your teeth back in your head. Congratulations. Colter Chiefs 49ers on Sunday. And, you know, I always have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl. I feel like whether it's whoever's playing the Patriots or whether it is just a story that I've come or a, a particular team that I've grown an affinity towards over the course of the year or whether it happens to be maybe a team that I actually do root for that finds themselves in the But I usually end up in a very like a, a team like I'm on board with this team. And but, go ahead, man. As far as I'm concerned, Super Bowl, all bets are off. Jump the bandwagon. Roof for your whoever's in there. You got two, one game left. You might as well cheer. I, I am, I am, I would prefer, I guess, if I could say it like that, to see Kansas City win this game because I, I would love it for Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm just monstrously mesmerized by Patrick Mahomes. It's impossible not to be. That said, I, I, as a Seattle fan, have grown a certain distaste for San Francisco. If you don't like this iteration of the San Francisco 49ers, something is a matter with you. Okay? <laughs> I mean, this is as good as it gets from the defense to the run game to the coaching and 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 play calling that we're seeing and George Kittle is probably my favorite player in the NFL right now. I mean, I I, I love everything about George Kittle. He is professional wrestling come to professional football. That's it. The best part about it is that he's not even the most professional wrestler-like guy on his on his own team. Who? Bosa? Bosa. Yeah, well, they I mean Bosa's they're both my, Bosa is my guy. Dude. Yeah. I I love me some Nick Bosa. Well, the, the the whole the whole team is fantastic. And so and with that you talk about the number 1 obviously offense and passing offense against the number 1 passing defense and the pass rush and I guess my point is, is I am thrilled to like, it, uh, point is if San Francisco won, I'm not, you know, there's no disappointment that I'm going to feel whatsoever, no matter what happens in this football game. So I am happy for once to sit down and take in a game and, and be excited about whatever it is that I'm going to watch. I don't need something to happen in order for me to feel good about it. You know what I mean? And this is this makes me happy. You could just train yourself to be like that all the time. No, no, no. And then no. you'd be like me. Yeah, right. I, the soulless, unfeeling, and numb is not <laughs> what not I want to do. That's not what it is, though. Yeah. That's not what I it know. is. I know. Straight objectivity is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I love me some 49ers. I think that one of the best and maybe not as hyped storylines in the whole league is just the story of Kyle Shanahan. And I mean, Kyle Shanahan, the national media can't get over talking about his dad. And and I get it, it makes sense. But he himself, in his own right, to me, he's as much of a boy genius as Sean McVay. He might be a few years older. Mm-hmm. 
but he doesn't have the flipped up gel hair and he doesn't do the pretty boy thing. He sits there with a scowl on the sideline. Amazingly, so, his defensive coordinator does the pretty boy thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but uh, I just think that Kyle Shanahan himself, I mean, there's a great article in Sports Illustrated just about what this last couple years have been like. And Kyle Shanahan's just steadfast, never wavering vision for what he wanted. And it's such an old school way of coaching. There is no player empowerment or family. This is, this is, if you're not good enough, you're getting berated every second until you're good enough. And we're going to build an entire locker room of dudes like that. It's very throwback. And I think, but I think it's not a toxic way of being like that. It's, it's just like the old days where, I'm going to talk smack to you until you're good enough. Well, and they have so many smack talkers, and that's why they're so fun to watch because then they play with this edge and this physical style that's, to me, so appealing. It's 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 professional. It's professional right, football. Right, right. And, uh, and also, I think we would be remiss to say, I mean, this is a tandem. John Lynch has absolutely, absolutely built this thing personnel and style and culture-wise with, you know, brick for brick with uh with Kyle Shanahan and he's also been the benefactor of teams like I don't know the Chicago Bears trading away three picks to move up a spot to get the fifth best quarterback in the draft and all of that so you know they they've been they've had some good fortune the Jimmy Garoppolo injury you would think is not good fortune but as he himself said Trading my ACL for Nick Bosa is a good trade for this football team. No doubt. And so he, he you know, they're, they're there. That said, this Kansas City team, man, because we are trained, and I think we have a history of re- reason to continually, defense is where you want to live your life in the postseason. Right. And San Francisco clearly is the better defense. Right. Um, they're the best defense. The that Kansas City, at some point, I don't know, in basketball, what do we say? If like, you got to bet one of the best players, you got a chance. And, and, and also, there's no defense for the best offense, for a perfect shot. And, like you, you, that's there, a great, there isn't a defense for it, and we haven't seen that in football yet, and it's not a perfect analogy, but they are getting close, the Chiefs, to being the perfect shot, the, the indefensible, like it just doesn't matter what you do. You can't catch up to Tyreek Hill. You can't catch up to the Pat Mahomes fastball. So I, I, I don't and, know and, how and, that's going to work and out. And you'd be remiss to not the, – the whole key to the whole thing – I mean, Patrick Mahomes' ability to throw guys open is, is second to none, maybe in NFL history. And Tyreek Hill's speed is is unbelievable. Yep. But to the whole thing, the whole the whole straw that stirs the drink, the whole reason that makes them unstoppable is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, and yeah, Kittle is awesome. I love Kittle. When you're talking for my money, one on one, when someone is lined up over you and they could be playing man, they could be playing zone, it could be a combo coverage, whatever. In terms of breaking guys off with routes and running option routes, there's nobody better in the world than Travis Kelsey. They're they're, they're both elite pass catching tight ends, but Travis Kelsey is the, the the clearly better pass catching route running threat in the pass game tight end. George Kittle is clearly the better blocking tight end, and he's he's and Travis Kelsey's a great blocker in his own right. So I mean, all of that is going to come uh, into play, and and I can't wait. It's going to be a great game. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in former Montana State Bobcat, a former Kansas City Chief and Super Bowl champion from Super Bowl Four, and Pro Football Hall of Famer, Jan Stenerud to the show. Jan, thank you so much for being with us. How are you? I'm great, and it's always good to talk to from somebody from Montana, even from Missoula. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, uh, as a quarter Norwegian, I'm also happy to talk to uh, at least a quarter of myself in you. So this is, we're happy to have you. Uh, and don't worry, Jan, you're being broadcast statewide on television, right. too. So all your friends in Bozeman will wave for you. We're waving to them on TV for you, too. So all your friends in Bozeman are watching as well. <laughs> no, no, I know that's an, it, it's, a, it's really a healthy thing. Uh, the stiff competition between the two schools it, it makes the other one try to be, you know to improve and, and 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 get better and better every year. They both had great great programs. And of course, when I was there, we would had pretty good success there for a long long time. The Grizzlies were dominating, and and now Bobcats have done pretty well again lately. So it's fun. It's good for the state and good for good for fans. Got to be. It's great. It's terrific. No doubt. Well, Ian, it's so interesting this symmetry of fifty years since the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl and since you won a Super Bowl with Kansas City and they're back again. What do you remember though about Super Bowl Four? It's uh, it's evolved <laughs> a little bit over the last fifty years from playing in Tulane Stadium against the Vikings, I suppose. In well, 19- some, uh, on the radio show, uh, television here in Kansas City last night, uh, uh, one of the sports commentators, who was probably about 38 years old, of 39, he said, well, that game was played in the college stadium. Well, Tulane Stadium seated 81,000, and it was packed. So it was it was bigger than the stadium they're playing in tomorrow. So the, the stadium size was there. By by the time Super Bowl four came around, I actually had signed with the Kansas City Chiefs as a future draft choice in December of 66, Three weeks before Super Bowl one in in uh, uh, L.A., it was the Packers against the Chiefs, and that stadium was not sold out that day. It was only about sixty five thousand, and of course, of course, the Coliseum seats over a hundred. But from then on, every stadium was packed, and also the first two Super Bowls that were actually called the World Championship of Professional Football. But by the time Super Bowl four rolled around, that was also the last game ever played between the AFL and the NFL before the merger. By that time, it was called the Super Bowl. It was by that time the biggest sporting event, the single-day sporting event in America. I know that 70 million people watched on television. There were 225 million people in the country. Now there's 325 million people and over 100 million watched. The percentage Wise, at least in the United States, it's almost the same amount of people watching. 
And, you know, you go out there and it's a pretty low-scoring game in the first half and you go kick three straight field goals for uh, a 9 nothing lead for Kansas City. Well, was it different walking out for a Super Bowl to kick to kick field goals? You kick a 48-yarder in the first quarter, give you a nice chip shot to open things up, I guess, right? <laughs> well, the field was in bad shape. Uh, they had, believe it or not, this was the Super Bowl, but the tarp, it rained all night the night before and also that morning, and the tarp had big holes in it. And so I had mud cleats on my plant foot, it would be my left foot. My heel, the cleats on my left heel was an inch and a half long, and I was even afraid that wasn't going to hold up, but it did. Um, but is the Super Bowl a little bit different? It's, it, it is. I remember in pregame warm-up, in those days they allowed camera people and television people to be on the field during the pregame warm-up. And it was hardly any room to even kick field goals in warm-up. But uh, I also I was probably more nervous before the game than I usually would be. But I also knew that once the coach, the field goal team, once you get on the field, I never heard or saw anything at all. So I knew that's how it was going to be anyway. So, so I guess I was pretty calm when it's all said and done. But it, is, it is different. That's why people ask advice about the Super Bowl. There's so many distractions by tickets and friends and people you never heard of before even that say are your friends. And it is a big deal. So it's hard to keep to your normal routine. But that's what all the coaches will say, and that's, you do your very best to do exactly that. As someone who grew up in Norway at that moment in your life, you'd only been in America for less than half of your life. And that was such a huge, big American event, and it, it remains such a huge, big American event. What did you initially, initially, did you comprehend how big of a deal being in the Super Bowl was? And what do you think of the way the game has evolved now well, to where it is today? Well, you said half of my life, you're pretty kind. I've only been in the States for six, seven years. Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, well, but I got into, you know, Montana State. I knew right away. I was there on the ski team, as you may recall. And it was obvious that the big sport on campus was football. Basketball was also big, and I enjoyed basketball, frankly, more because it was easy to understand. I went to the football games like most of the students, and it was exciting, a lot of fun going on in addition to the football game. And, but anyway, they, to me, it looked like they played for four or five seconds, then they stood around for 30 seconds, and then they did the same thing for four or five seconds again. It looked like the same play to me, and I wasn't too excited about it. But then my junior year, I went to all the games because it was fun. And I also realized how big football was, watching television as well. But but I got on the team my, my senior year. Uh, I understood quickly how how good the football players were in, in various positions, what it was required from the lineman or a defensive back or a quarterback. Uh, so I got a lot of respect for the game right away. And, of course, by that time, I also started watching pro football. And by that time, football became the, the America's biggest sport. Baseball had been the biggest before that. And it became quickly America's passion. And I, by the time I had been in Kansas City for three years and played in front of packed stadiums for three years and got to the Super Bowl at the end of my third year, you bet I was aware of what was going on. But people in Norway was not aware of it. The only people that knew, I think, were my parents. We <laughs> talked to them a few days before the game. So. Jan Stenerud joining us, Hall of Fame kicker and uh, uh, member of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that won Super Bowl four fifty years ago. And Jan, I understand you're headed to Miami tomorrow. What are you going to be doing for the Super Bowl this year? What's going on? Well, I've been very fortunate this year. And, and of course, it, it has happened. so happens that the Chiefs are playing about Late October, I got a call from the commissioner, Roger Goodell, 
and he informed me that because of the NFL is 100 years old this year, they had picked a 100-year team, picked 100 players. And he told me that I was on that team. So I knew for quite some time that we were going to be guests of the NFL to go down there and be paraded around for a couple of days and go to various parties and also guests at the game and being introduced, I guess, in some, some way or form before the game. So I, uh, that's really my purpose this year. But the great, the great thing about it, in addition to that, of course, is the fact that my team is playing playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's it's really going to be uh, it's really going to be leaving tomorrow morning. Uh, it's really going to be exciting and there they, we do have a good football team. We have a tremendous offense as you well know. This Mahomes kid uh, is as good as anybody we ever seen and the defense is improved. They also play in a very good team. Uh, I think early about a month or two ago Baltimore might have been maybe the best team in football, but I think the last couple of weeks, the two best teams, the 49ers and the Chiefs, are the right two teams to be there. They earned the right to be there as well, of course. Jan, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, shifting out of football into just Montana State in general, I know you have a lot of pride for your alma mater, but right now maybe the best athlete going at Montana State is Harold Frey, who's also a native of Norway. So uh, it's interesting that now, like, like Ryan said, 50 years since the Chiefs were last won the Super Bowl, and now here we are 50 years later with an all-time great athlete at Montana State who's also Norwegian. What do you think of You know, Frey? I met the young, uh, the young Costello, the athletic director, who introduced me to Harold about a year and a half ago. And uh, basketball, when I grew up over there, they hardly played basketball. Right. But I found out his dad is, was a coach of some of the best teams over there. And, of course, basketball has become much more a world sport than it was half a century ago. And he's just a wonderful young man. And I'm very proud of him. And it's so nice to hear and nice to see. And, uh, no, it, it, I, I'm proud, very proud of him. And, and uh, it's, it's kind of strange that he ended up at Montana State. And I'm, I'm thankful he did. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm going to be up in, in Bozeman for the NCAA Ski Championship in Bridger Bowl, which is the ski area in Bozeman, in the middle of March. And then I think the, uh, not think, I do know that the basketball championship for the conference is in Boise that weekend, so I, I plan to attend both of those events. Well, Jan, we certainly appreciate you taking some time out here. I know it's a busy and exciting week for you, so thanks so much for being with us. Travel well down to uh, Miami, and, and we'll, we'll catch up again soon, okay? Guys, it is my pleasure. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. You, li- you live in a beautiful state, my favorite state in the whole country, as you well, that, you could, you could imagine. That, that makes three of us, that's, I would say. Right. Uh, we're in agreement there. But, Jan, thanks so much again. You bet. Thank okay. you, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Jan Stenerud. Just, uh, you know, your normal, everyday pro football Hall of Famer. You, chopping you, it up. You teased it, but we knew that, uh, you know, we had a limited amount of time with Jan. But anybody that doesn't know the, the story, yes. Jan Stenerud was a ski jumper. That came to Montana State to ski jump. That's right. And, and and was fourth in the nation, an all-American ski jumper at Montana State. An excellent, excellent ski jumper. I don't think jumper. they allow that in the contracts. <laughs> you can't play football and no, ski d- jump. No doubt. But he also was uh, a great soccer player. And in those days, the MSU practice fields were by the soccer fields. Or maybe they were even just the same fields. But so there, he was playing soccer, and there were some guys kicking footballs. And he went over and, and showed off his leg. And Roger Kraft, the former Montana State basketball coach, was walking by and he sees this kid kicking field goals from midfield. So he goes and tells Jim Sweeney, hey, we got a kid on campus who's this European skier 
you got to give him a shot. And here he was, and then he were there he was, you know, a couple months later, hitting a fifty-five plus, maybe even a fifty-nine-yard field goal. I think it was against mm-hmm. Montana in the Cat Riz game. I think it, it was the longest field goal in the history of the Big Sky for a long time. It might actually still be the longest field goal in the history of the Big Sky. And then a couple years after that, he's kicking field goals in the Super Bowl. And a couple years after that, he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. So what a rise and what an unlikely rise. And it's an, it's an unbelievable story. But it's also so cool that this guy from the other side of the globe has such deep ties to Montana. Absolutely. Well, here's what's crazy, too. You, these kids, you know, they get under the football. And they, they're kicking footballs from the time they're in fifth grade sometimes. You know, eighth grade, whatever, out there, you know. Working on it, working on their technique and everything. Yeah, Stanerud doesn't even he doesn't even understand. Every play looks the same to me. He just said, you know, when he's he's twenty years old, never seen the game, and now all of a sudden, why can he do it? Well, I don't know. Maybe because he's a ski jumper. Like the combination of flexibility and strength in your legs to kick a football, at least in terms of the distance side of it, is. I mean, maybe this is what should be happening in the offseason. We should be sending the kickers to Scandinavia and let them go ski jump train for six months and right. then come back and bang away. Right. You know, from courtesy of uh, Montana State Sports Information in real time, the 59-yard field goal he kicked against the Grizzlies was the longest field goal ever recorded at the time. Uh, oh, yeah, ever. The longest field goal right. in, the, in football, right. ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, Big Sky Conference football game. It's uh, it's pretty good. Amazing. Yeah, uh, amazing. Well, uh, it was uh, that was fun. That was a great thrill to talk to Jan Stenerud, and uh, and as you know, couldn't be just a nicer right, guy, and and, uh, and we certainly appreciate him. And it'll be fun to see him on Sunday, man. Watch him uh, out there with. And, and, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. There's 370 guys in the Hall of Fame. I don't even know if he's on that. the top 100 football team of all time. So, man, it's amazing. I, amazing. And, and, I mean, I, I honestly, I can't tell Jan thank you enough because he was in our in, our inaugural class for the Montana Football Hall yes. of Fame. Obviously, I mean, how could you not put the one guy that's in the NFL Hall of Fame? Yeah, probably got to put him don't, in. Don't get too big for your britches. But the- he, <laughs> he, uh, but he has he he came. He went out of his way to come to the very first ceremony, and that was a big draw for people to buy tickets and come yeah. to meet Jan. And then he's facilitated the return of previous inductees for our last four ceremonies and he'll host tables and he'll help give out jackets Mm. and i mean he's been absolutely pivotal to us getting this thing off the ground and how cool is that that one of the all-time great players in the history of the league is the guy that's helping spearhead in our just tiny little state of montana i can't thank him enough for being he's such a gentleman he's always so gracious and it was very fun to have him on the show You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. For basketball, 
how dare they play a Super Bowl on a weekend like this? I mean, that seems like a huge oversight by the NFL to me. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Trisha Binford going to join us here in just a moment, the head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team. If you'd like to find us on the social medias, at 1029 ESPN on Twitter and uh, as well on uh, Instagram, you can also catch myself on Twitter at Gus Tutel and Coulter at Skyline Sports MT. We go now to the Rays Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in a friend of the show and the head coach also of the Montana State women's basketball team, Trisha Binford, back with us. Coach Binford, thanks so much. I know you got a big game Saturday, but my goodness, who's winning the Super Bowl? You're a coach. This is what we need to find (laughs) out. You know, help us out with this. Uh, You guys don't bet on it, right? No, stay away. <laughs> Keep your money, people. Go buy a go buy a seven layer dip and enjoy yourself. Don't waste it, right? Uh, well, we do have a former Bobcat that's playing for the 49ers, so you kind of have to, you know, go there. But I also have a split household. There's some uh, Kansas City Chief fans, so mm. I don't know. Well, we just had Jan Stenerud on the show, and so if you if you consider that, I mean, maybe maybe MSU is is justified in either direction, right? Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, Coach, we appreciate you being back on with us uh, as always, and uh, and you now uh, have the first Montana Montana State matchup of uh, of the season in Missoula on Saturday afternoon. As you have gotten to this point and been, you know, one lost team in conference and on top of the Big Sky standings. When you look at a game like this, how do you approach it at this point in the sort of the middle of the season, but having it be a rivalry and and you know all the things that sort of go into Cat Grizz? Well, that's a great question. Obviously, Cat Grizz has a different feel about it. Uh, You know, kids get super, super pumped and excited. It's huge for the communities. And so you've got to prepare for the fact that it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be very loud, uh, the noise factor. So that's going to be treated a little bit different. But other than that, it's also the next game on your schedule. And the conference race is extremely tight. I think uh, all those factors are next game on the schedule, and you need to treat every single game like it's your championship game. Last year, after the second of your two Cat Grizz victories, we interviewed Blair Braxton and Oleana Squires, who are juniors then, seniors now, and they both said, we come into this game with a lot of confidence because we've had so much success against the Lady Grizz. And so how do you parlay that confidence? How do you carry that confidence into this matchup in Missoula, which is sure to be in front of you know a great crowd and in a hostile environment? Well, you definitely have to trust your experience in the situations. You know, we're going to have three kids that have never been in a Cat-Grizz rivalry game, and so your experience is going to have to have them prepared for that matchup. I think our preseason schedule was very intentional as far as uh, getting some big game atmospheres under our belt for those underclassmen. You know, South Dakota State on the road, Minnesota on the road. I thought those had um, some of those kind of Dahlberg feels to them, so hopefully that's had some preparation for underclassmen, but at the same time, like you said, uh, really trusting, uh, you know, putting your confidence into the experience that's been in those moments and those situations. And but at the same time, just trying to keep them in next play mentality, staying locked in and uh, focused on the process. One of the three players that you have that have never played this game found Freezy. She joined us yesterday on the show. And first of all, I think you have a, a future coach in the making there. Her basketball IQ is out of this world. It was one of the great <laughs> interviews we've done. I guess I should have said four. I didn't even think of Valentine right, because right. she's played against the Grizz in that environment, right. but not in a Cat Grizz one. So well, that, that, right. That, I mean. that was kind of my question is that Fallon has played 
at Montana and at Montana State for North Dakota in, in great environments. She's played at North Dakota in great environments, but she's never played for the Cats in Missoula. So that, that's sort of an interesting situation. Her and all the other players that you might play on Saturday, how do you get them acclimated to the atmosphere? Yeah, you know, I think Fallon, it, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, North Dakota and uh, Grizz is not necessarily the same kind of rivalry, but she has played in Dahlberg Arena. So I think there's great experience in just that alone, just because they always have great crowds there. Um, but there might be a few more than what she's used to for a Cat Grizz uh, situation. Um, but at the same time, this is a, a seasoned kid. This is a veteran. This is a fifth-year kid. Uh, so I think she'll get settled in and it's really, it's the three freshmen that, uh, you know, Cole has probably seen a lot of these games, uh, whether it's on TV or over here in Bozeman. Uh, and then obviously Darian and Maddie, uh, the two other freshmen, this is going to be a new experience for them. So, you know, just trying to create some noise and practices, just getting ready for the atmosphere as far as locked in on each other and rather than blocking out and blocking everything else out. But at the same time, you don't want to give it too much hype where you're just not performing and doing what you do. I mean, that's where kind of our mantra is you, you trust the process of what we're about and trying to treat every play uh, uh, to our best and trying to keep them in that situation. Trisha Benford joining us, head coach of the Montana State Bobcat women's team. They're 8-1 and one and on top of the Big Sky Conference right now. Coming to Missoula, 2 o'clock tip-off for the uh, Montana State and uh, Lady Grizz basketball game. And Coach Give us the scout on the Lady Grizz. They have been at times really good this year and at times really bad this year. And I'm wondering, you know, they've kind of with that up and down, what do you see in this team? Because you know that they're going to be, you know, excited and ready to go, presumably on Saturday, right? Oh, for sure. You know, um, I don't pay attention to the the times where they haven't been as sharp as the times that they have. And we're going to expect the very best Lady Grizz. You know, it's a, it's a rivalry. I think sometimes you even statistically uh, you could take some things a little bit out the door. You know, certain kids have a tendency to step up in big moments. You know, maybe a kid isn't necessarily incredible from the three-point line and then hits three for four against you. You know, we just want to be solid about what we do and want to make them earn what they get. Uh, I think this is one of the most balanced teams that Shannon has had. Uh, I think they're getting a lot, um, lot of impact from every single position, you know, so... You know, I always like to say Mackenzie Johnson's their heart and soul, but you've got Emma Stockholm playing extremely well, and you've got every single position right there um, putting points on the board. So there's not a player that you can overlook on this team. I think that uh, they've got a, a very strong offensive weapon with that group. Uh, and for us, it's really about making sure we're in those plays. You know, Dahlberg and, and Montana teams in general uh, have always been very good on the glass. And so we know we're going to have our hands full there, and we just want to try to play to our style as much as possible. Uh, and, and like I said, try to not pay attention to the crowd noise, but getting ourselves to the next play and uh, and building off of that. Um, but for us and who we are this year, everything has started with us from the defensive end. We've got to get defensive stops so we can get out and go. Uh, and they, they're going to give us our hands full for, for us to be able to do that. It seems as if when they get out and run, that's when they're at their best because they do have several really good ball handlers and I mean, Mackenzie Johnson is just kind of the energizer bunny. When she pushes it, that's when she's at her best, and she seems to be the straw that stirs the drink. What do you think of that element of the matchup? Because you guys can get out and run a little bit too, but you guys have been so good in the half court as well. How, how do you see that part of the game playing out? 
Yeah, I uh, don't mind an up-tempo game at all. Um, I think uh, anytime you're in an up-tempo game, it's fun for the fans and it's fun for us, and you're really not overthinking the game, so to speak. It's the it's your best opportunity to get a great look initially. Um, I like the depth of our team. I don't I don't feel like we lose a beat with our rotations, and so I think uh, if it's an up-tempo game, we can continue uh, rotating in some fresh bodies, and they are a team that we are going to have to match up in transition. I think they're shooting the three ball much better this year, so you got to make sure that you, you get them matched in transition. That has certainly hurt us in the past, And uh, but at the same time, um, I'm all for an up-tempo game. I think that's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's the way I wanted to always play it, and uh, we've got some kids that I think are also really good in the open court, and you know, but obviously that game is going to be won once uh, you get into the, after that first 10 seconds. You also have to be efficient there as well. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Trish, you're a point guard yourself. You've had some great point guards play for you from Erica Perry all the way through Lindsey Stockton, Hannah Cottle. Uh, the list goes on. But Darian White, I, it, to me, I, I watched her whole game on Saturday. She's outstanding. I mean, she she has so much poise. Her ball handling skills are amazing. Her pace, she, I mean, she, she looks like such a mature point guard for a true freshman. What have you thought of the level that she's been able to rise her game to here in, in her rookie year? Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. I think uh, the surprise of Darian has been uh, how quickly she has won everybody over and mm-hmm. how she's handled every single situation. I mean, this kid pretty much earned a starting lineup before um, October was over, you know, and she had everybody con- convinced, including her five seniors. And when you went over your upperclassmen, you went over your coaching staff, you went over your teammates because she's a great teammate, but she also comes to work every single day. What you see her in her in a game situation, that is how hard that kid goes every day in practice. And so I've actually had to adjust uh, some of my practices and trying to cut her back on some things because <laughs> she does go so hard on her body. And I love that about her. But, um, you know, I thought uh, what was really impressive with her is she really has stepped up to every single moment. We've put her in pretty much as difficult of a situation as you could ask, especially for that particular position in a starting role. I mean, we opened up on the road at South Dakota State and then we went straight to Minnesota. I thought, um, South Dakota State was a little bit of freshman butterflies, but as soon as we hit Minnesota, I'm like, that kid rose to the occasion. We played Texas A&M on a neutral side court, but at the same time, you're going up against Kennedy Carter, who's a two- or three-time All-American, and that kid is, is stepping up to the plate and whatever, bring it on type of mentality. And with great respect, I think 
That's what makes her really special is she absolutely respects every single opponent she's going to go up against, but she is not intimidated by any opponent she's going to go up against. And I think that gives us a lot of confidence uh, as a team where we get to see her as our first defensive person. The other four, it just becomes contagious by how hard she's going. And then she gets to push the tempo on the offensive end. She's gotten a really good balance. And I also think uh, having Oleana um, kind of mentor her on kind of that approach of when to attack and when to slow down there. They, they're really complimentary because they have very different styles of play, but it's really fun to see those two on the floor together. Well, Trish, we appreciate you being back on the show with us. We're looking forward to this game on uh, Saturday afternoon. Thanks for being here. We'll see you, see you Saturday. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks a lot for having me. Always. Thank you. Trisha Binford, head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team. By the way, we will be giving away tickets to both the men's and women's Cat Grizz basketball games this week on the show uh, today and a little bit tomorrow. So we'll see uh, where we're at there, but uh, make sure you keep tuning in. You will get yourself some tickets and uh, and go to that game, uh, both those games, in fact. Uh, hour number one in the books. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 